and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And we are a struggling travel podcast in 2020. The year yeah, that just not- keeps on hitting. Yeah, not a big year for the travel infotainment market. No. Travel is almost non-existent right now unless it's business i don't know or you know even then i had some acquaintances recently tell me that they're going on beach vacations because the virus dies in the sun i was like not when there's huge crowds at the beach do you just like just pretend to pat them on the head and be like good luck out there special baby And then make a mental note, do not interact with this person for, like, a month. I mean, you might as well. Or just after that as well. Yeah. (laughs) Because the kind of person who says, you know what, I'm going to take a beach vacation, is the kind of person who is disregarding other suggestions as well. But here we are, only hoping that, like, hopefully later in the year, things will give us the opportunity to travel or... It's really going to be sad to think that it's going to be next year. I don't know. That hurts. It really does. And I keep thinking, like, just take a de-stressing, like, self-care staycation. But then the petulant child in me goes, but I don't want to. I want a real vacation. (laughs) I want to go outside. I want to play with my friends. I'm sorry, who? You got those? I want to play with my dog. Yeah, you can do that oh, in the wait, house. I have it's so fine. much time to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Um, do we have any weekly updates besides that the world is still in pandemic smoldering? Well, it's not even smoldering; it's burning, but not as hot. <laughs> I oh, excuse me. I don't know that I do. There's just not a ton going on. Uh, my life is not super interesting. All I do is stare at my own four walls. But let's be honest, that was mostly your life before the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, but at least then, like, I went to work. I had work to do. <laughs> oh, I do have an update. Breaking news. We have gotten our first download in the Middle East. What? That's awesome. Welcome, friend. Yeah. We have one download in Iran. <laughs> and that is our best friend in Iran. Hey, buddy. Nice to meet you. Thanks for downloading. Please check out our back catalog, where some episodes might be better than others. Although, remember when we were getting those downloads in Belarus, and then when we talked about Belarus on the, ep- the show, we immediately stopped getting more downloads from Belarus? Maybe oh, we should Did not we just point jinx this ourselves. Out. Don't leave. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's awkward. They're literally talking about me. Bye. Ooh, this is so creepy. It's like that time. This was ages and ages ago. I made a joke about this guy who had sort of an internet project that involved harassing Lorne Michaels from SNL with daily letters about why he should be a writer on the show. And I made a joke about the guy. And then he wrote Lorne Michaels a letter about me. It's <laughs> like, I googled my name and I found this person talking about me. And then he, like, mentioned me by name. 
and it was very creepy. So um, if that guy's out there, hey. uh, please, please stop. <laughs> it was very strange. I checked his update on his website, and I was reading that day's letter. I was like, oh, oh, no, that's me. <laughs> I... Yeah. Shall we move on from that little horrifying tidbit? Yes, we shall. All right. So today's quarantine episode is all about like getting to know you and your travel. It's a little would you ratherish. It's a little let's chat. Getting to know you, getting to hope you like me. I don't remember how that song goes. It just makes me think Get of the Adams Family. Is it in Adams Family? It's from The King and I, I think. Uh, it may. No, it is. It's in the first one. I haven't seen either of those since they we have... went to. Um, Get out. The. Get out. We're not uh-huh. friends anymore. I'm sorry. I haven't seen that movie <laughs> since we went to the movie night at Hollywood Forever. Watching the Adams family in a cem- cemetery near Vampira and Mel Blanc. Mm-hmm. Right? We walk past them on the way in. That's like the coolest friggin' thing ever. I think that was what the night it? with Ikea Girl, too. Yes, it was. Yeah, what's up, Ikea Girl? I love going to movies there because it's such good people watching. It's such like an interesting cross-section of L.A., but it's like, it has to be all the best people, too. You know what I mean? I bet I can make friends with a lot of them. We definitely got a better seat that time than we did the first time we went. Mm. And we saw Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, that was fun. I, I do miss stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing people actual other people no move back to california so i can hang out in cemeteries and watch movies and not get arrested i feel like other places need to do that but i think the weather is too unpredictable elsewhere oh yeah like you can't do that (laughs) here in washington or at least my side obviously not all of elsewhere because that's most of the world but like if you go too much further north you're going to get a whole lot of canceled movies due to the weather This is true. But that's a fun travel tidbit. Yeah. When you can travel again, if you go to Los Angeles, there's a very large, very famous cemetery there that projects movies on the side of a wall during the summer. Mausoleum. You have to get tickets super in it. Yeah. Super far in advance because they sell out quickly. But if you get tickets, it's awesome. Like bring a full on picnic, bring chairs that sit on the ground. You can't sit up. You need like low chairs. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, I don't think they'll even let you in with chairs that are more than a few inches off the ground. But like, I've seen people bring literal like Japanese style tables that only sit off the ground a few inches and they have a whole like smorgasbord of stuff to eat. Do that. Share with your neighbors. <laughs> They're jealous. And you can drink. It's one of the few times you can drink in public. Good times all around. Highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Very fun. But speaking about questions and recommendations let's get into this list i have prepared for you today oh by list i prepared Uh i mean that i really got it from hang on hang on the career (laughs) breaksite.com 
Okay. Yeah. That was unexpected. Yeah, that's the website that I got this list from. Um, so there might be a part two because it is rather long. Or maybe a three. I don't know. But, uh, Sarah, what's been your favorite place so far? Mm, are we talking city? Country? Whatever makes it easier for you to pick one. I would probably say... Uh, Osaka. Oh, you're going specific. What were you going to say? Europe? Japan. Asia? No, Japan. <laughs> I. It's just, it's so darn cute. <laughs> I, I don't... I... I mean, I I think as a half Japanese person, you can say, "Oh, they're just so cute." I, I, I'm not going to quite put it that way. Every, everything <laughs> is so freaking cute. It's just, it was a nice experience. Very friendly people. Just completely different than being in the states, which is magical and glorious. All the vending machines that you could possibly want to walk past. <laughs> I felt like. Things in Japan were so much more thoughtfully arranged. Like the ability to get from point A to point B was so easy. Yes. Everything was just... Everything in the hotels and hostels we stayed at were very, like, not necessarily luxurious, but so well thought out. Yes. Yeah, it's just... Well done, Japan. You've you put yourself together really nicely. Japan is one of the few places where after I visit it, it doesn't automatically go back to the bottom of the list. Like, there... No, I would love to go back anytime. <laughs> it's like, I went to London, I was like, I love London. London is so... It's a world away, metaphorically and physically. But, like, I just loved it. But, is it... Am I going to go back anytime soon for vacation reasons? probably not like i wouldn't be opposed to going back but it's not like oh i gotta go back there yeah soon. I, you know honestly i feel like japan and south korea are ones where like i would love to go back at any point and multiple times exactly yeah they're just fun places if you were like hey you know i know we said we do peru but would you be okay with going to it and i'd shout japan <laughs> i'd be like yeah cool let's go I want to go to Peru, damn it. Oh, it's so beautiful. I know. That's still my end game too. I mean, technically, we should be there right now. Yeah, actually. Actually, yeah, be, we would. We'd be returning today yeah. or tomorrow. Future. Um, but yeah, 2020 had different plans. Yeah. For once, it was not my fault. Ooh, uh, Maybe. I might let you have that. I did not create COVID. No. Um, but on a happier note, would you rather swim with dolphins or go shark diving? I've done one of those two things. Shark diving all the way. <laughs> so I would try shark diving as long as I'm in a cage. I'm not an idiot who's going to like stick oh. her arm out too terribly. Yeah, my it. assumption this is arms like will in stay a cage. inside the cage. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather go shark diving, honestly. Sounds way more interesting. Be like, you know what I just did on vacation? Shark dive. Yeah, I'm totally game for sharks. And there's plenty of sharks that just 
don't bite at all anyway i wouldn't mind hanging out with some of those sharks with or without yeah, a cage. the less aggressive ones like nurse sharks are those the ones i think so or like whale sharks i think don't quote me on that please don't go diving with any of these animals based solely on the fact that i just said i don't think they bite you're not experts featured on shark <laughs> week so yeah we're not shark hell they won't even let us on shark tank we don't have anything to even present on shark tank sharks i come to you with my business model for my company where we swim with random sharks that we have not researched shark dive i would like one hundred thousand dollars for ten percent of my business where i will buy some books about sharks <laughs> maybe about diving and then too. like fly around looking for some sharks yeah. uh but <laughs> what is your top place for your bucket list uh, my top bucket list place. Okay, this is going to be a little bit non-specific specific. You follow Good me? Good lord. Um, I would really like to go somewhere where I can see a total solar eclipse. Oh, okay. And next year, that will be in Antarctica. And I know that I will not have the money to go to Antarctica next year. But that would be, like the ultimate to see a solar eclipse from antarctica you know what would be like even more major Hmm. seeing a total solar eclipse from like a world wonder or some very historic old ruins remains like stonehenge machu picchu the pyramids as far as i know the path of the next the next solar eclipse doesn't pass anything in terms of world wonders because it goes over like the southern tip of Chile and then over Antarctica and then it's over. Yeah, we can go to Chile. It's cool. It's not but quite I'm just the saying same that would pyramid, be like though. that would be like probably like ultimate solar eclipse. I wish it were slightly higher so you could see it from Easter Island. Yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. Something like that. That would be so rad. Um, The last solar eclipse that we had that was visible from my location, it was sleepy time for me because I worked (laughs) the night before. (laughs) So it's like, oh, look, it's dark out. Perfect. Sleepy time. Supposed to be sleeping anyways. You get the same experience. It's just blackness. You just electively saw blackness through your eyelids. Well, no, I, I saw it get dark outside. I'm like, but I wasn't outside to look at it because it was behind her house. And I'm like, good enough. Night, night. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your number one bucket list place? Besides getting to Peru and Machu Picchu, I would really like to go to Ascension Island. Tell me more. Why? Because it's itty bitty. I'm pretty sure it had a turtle. A part of its passport stamp. Okay. But it's like itty bitty and I don't know how many people actually know about its existence. I can't say I know anything about it. Yeah. So why not? It'd be kind of rad. Moose agrees. Yes. What's one thing you can't travel without? Uh, uh, I mean... Stop. I'm sorry. Is there a Wookiee with you right now come here moose come here 
What's that? Because it, it, it sounds like there's a very sad Wookiee. I think the Wookiee needs to pee. I'm trying to find something to distract him with. Hey, Moose, come here. I don't, I don't want whatever that is. You know, honestly, there's not a whole lot. Like, my passport and a battery? No, a passport and, like, a camera of Your some Your passport's sort. a kind of a given. A camera. Then a camera. I think everything else I could figure out a way to make do without. What, what would you, what's your number one must travel item? That's a lot harder than it should be. Um... See, yeah, I know. A set of clean clothes to go home in. Yeah, you could wash clothes. Yeah, you say that, and then you travel with Sarah, and (laughs) sometimes it's only semi-clean. Yeah, well, when we have to hand wash. (laughs) When in Norway? Yeah, that was unpleasant. (laughs) Uh, Do you prefer to travel solo? Or with somebody else? It depends. Like, I get... I derive enjoyment from traveling solo just like I do with traveling with someone else. It's just different. And traveling with this person other than this person is also different experiences. Yeah. Granted, I really only have traveled with you. Like, I've done group traveling, but I've never done, like, one-on-one with someone besides you loser but i am a solid choice always yeah the difference is is you have friends who like traveling and i have friends who like talking about traveling but not doing and where do i go in this friend situation you're the exception okay thank you how about machu picchu or anchor what what Mm. Mine's obvious. I'd be game for either. Same, honestly, but I'd rather go to Machu Picchu first. <laughs> I don't have a preference because I've not been to either. I Like, they're both equally on the list. But llamas. But large temple. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Who's the one person at home that you miss the most? This is only applicable to you. Since I, you live I miss abroad. Them. I miss them equally? Like, there's... Oh. Wow. The thing is, is that my default is that I'm away from my family, and I have been for ten years. And you're like, uh, it's fine. It's not that it's fine, it's just that my default existence is away from them, and I can't live my life constantly missing people. Like, that, that feeling exists, but it's I can't have it on the forefront of my mind. Well, it doesn't matter because your answer was supposed to be me. I talk to you every single week. I see your face more than I see any other human's face. As it should be. Again, solid <laughs> choice right here. Uh, what home comfort do you miss the most, though? Target? <laughs> Target? Oh, I miss Target. Like, walking down an aisle and just grabbing random shit you don't need. It's the best. You know, that's totally fair because I'm pretty sure I have to go on a Target run later today. (laughs) 
the thing is is that target is an interesting like middle of the road it's not super expensive but you get decent quality and like aesthetically pleasing things hashtag not getting paid to say this yeah obviously not target's not lining up to sponsor a podcast (laughs) it would be cool though but um i don't think there's an equivalent here there are things that are aesthetically pleasing but really stupid cheap and not good quality but there's no like you can buy this and it's decent quality and it looks nice there's decent quality but it looks crap and there's decent quality that looks nice that is ungodly expensive but there's not just like the middle ground or if there is please message me because i want to go to this mecca (laughs) this almost target mecca (laughs) what has been the most interesting item of food you've tasted though Mm, pretty much everything at the disgusting food museum yeah that really set the standard for foods because yeah i I mean, mean we got to try so many different things from so many different places. Yes, if you have not heard of it or you haven't listened to the episode where we talk about it, in Malmo, Sweden, there is a museum of disgusting food, or it's the Disgusting Food Museum, one of the two phrasings. And you get to go through and see and smell and touch all kinds of random foods. And then at the end, there's a tasting bar where it's kind of the ideal because I think we're both adventurous enough eaters that we'd be willing to try a bunch of weird things, but you don't necessarily want to buy them. We ate bugs. Yeah. Yeah. We ate, like, fermented fish that had been soaked in urine and, like, all kinds of weird shit. Sure. But those are all, there are all kinds of things that you might want to try once, but you don't need more than a bite of, and you certainly don't want to buy, like, a full thing god no no well i mean if you got the the stinky fish in a can that's like the thing in sweden um Mm -hmm. you have to open that outside yeah right yeah it's an outdoor activity and it's going to get into your clothes so you got to try all of these things that help maybe you like them maybe you don't but you got to try them risk-free it was worth it. Yep. What's the food you miss from your home country the most? Uh, um, two things. Crappy are mac and a- cheese. Okay, I'm like, are they actually, like, American things? Crappy mac and cheese and Tim's Cascade potato chips. Ooh. Good choice. Or... What if you crumpled crunched up those chips and put it on your mac and cheese before you baked it i don't know about that i also missed like semi-legit mexican food yeah not a big thing in germany huh (laughs) no although i did find a place in northern germany that ships out taco packs they ship it same day and it's like a kilo of one type of meat a kilo of another type of meat and then 20 fresh handmade tortillas and two sauces handmade fresh tortillas are magic yeah and they it's incredible but because it's far away the shipping is kind of expensive so it's like a quarterly at most activity 
We're celebrating something with tacos, damn it. <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday once in the middle of the quarter. <laughs> Which country makes the best coffee or tea? I have zero opinion. I can't tell the taste. I can't really taste the difference in coffee, and I don't love tea, so I would have no idea. But I've heard Turkey is good, and also Cuba. Places we have not gone to. Yeah. But I tried coffee there. Oh man, that would suck. Going to either of those places and finding out they have the best coffee, and then having to go home and drink the regular stuff. I would buy a bunch and take it with me. (laughs) Duh. And then cry when it's gone. (laughs) It's just setting yourself up for heartbreak. If you could only ever eat rice or potatoes, which one would you choose? Oh, that's just cruel. I know my answer, but... I... The thing is, is I would put rice with anything. I love rice. But french fries and mashed potatoes also exist. Sarah did some work on those mashed potatoes that we got with the meatballs in Sweden. (laughs) I love mashed potatoes. Uh, I would totally pick rice. I mean, I I love a good French fry. I love a good tater tot and mashed potatoes. Like, I am a fry junkie, but I would want... I, I can't go without rice. I I mean, curly fries. Everything goes with rice. That's what I Curly fries alone would be a struggle to give up. Yeah, but like... And I don't you, even have them that often. When you get bad fries... It's so it's disappointing. I, I would give up potatoes to have my rice, though. Yeah, I... That's the name of my memoir. <laughs> At least it's not the title of your sex tape. No, that has a different title. God, I hope so. <laughs> it's called Rice Forever. I don't know. I don't know. Sarah, I have a question for you. Okay. Who would win in a fight? A polar bear with a rifle or a shark with a laser gun? A polar bear with a rifle. Because a polar bear you can don't think... attack on land and sea. You don't think their massive paws will be a little problematic with a rifle? I think that's just additional weapons. You don't like the idea of a shark with a laser gun? Again, with the freaking sharks with the laser beams. I don't know how that would work out either, but it makes me laugh. I don't know how either of these would work out. I also don't know what the relevance is, but I'm going with it. There is no relevance. I just want to know who you think would win in a fight. Yeah, I mean, even without the gun, I still think it'd be the polar bear. Huh, buddy? Do you agree with Mama? Nope, but he does want to know which country has the friendliest people. Um, I don't think we've... Well, I think we've been to one place where the people weren't super friendly. Uh, But I'd say on the whole, Japan was the friendliest. Nowhere has been super unfriendly, but Japan was like above and beyond friendly. Um, That just makes me think of, I think it was when we were in Osaka and like the welcome to the hotel like welcome thing like flip through illustration things about like the rules and everything and the they wanted us to join for the takoyaki night uh-huh and like the older lady that was running it just wanted to make sure that we had everything we needed for our dinner mm-hmm and um, yeah that's just everywhere we went 
like they rolled out the welcome wagon. It was just so, just so sweet and like effusive. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of places where everybody's just been great. Yeah. It's hard to choose. We're picking all the nice places. Yeah. Or I don't know. We're very nice. likable. Um, Canadians? <laughs> they just think we're Canadian. That's why they like us so much. That must be it. Honestly, and I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, I'm okay with that. What's up, Canada? Please uh, accept me as almost one of your own. You know, when we travel, there's no need to sew a Canadian flag on your backpack. I really think we just need to buy Roots hoodies. That's the official uniform of Canadians anyway. Oh, hell yeah. I'd be okay with that. That store is <laughs> super cute. And it's all so cozy. Yeah. Well done, Canada. But really, I want to know, who's the most interesting person you've met so far? Mm. Sarah's like, nobody, because I interact with no one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've met so many people, and I'm just running through, like, a list of faces in my mind. There was that nun staying in one of the hostels we were at who just kept saying stuff that made you go, what? Well, okay. Okay. Interesting. You don't see a lot of nuns in hostels. No, but I do love seeing, like, a nun out in the wild for some reason. It brings me such joy. <laughs> Because at any moment, she why. could break out into song like she's one of the characters in Sister Act. I would not be opposed to that at all. If Whoopi pops out and she starts singing along too, even better. Fun fact about Whoopi. She doesn't have eyebrows. Which is a thing you don't necessarily... Yes, I've known this. It's a thing that you don't necessarily notice until it gets pointed out to you and then you cannot unsee it. I've known this for a long time. I, I didn't realize it. Been. I didn't realize it until I watched Sister Act a couple months ago with my niece and my sister online, social distancing. And um, I was like, why is her face so shiny? Oh my God, where are, where are those eyebrows? <laughs> she doesn't need them. That's the beauty of Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I think I read somewhere someone she told her that her eyebrows distracted from her beautiful eyes, so she started shaving them. I was like, I, I feel Best like choice. eyebrows are way less distracting than no eyebrows. Except for her. I guess. She does not need them. It's Her face is perfect without them. <laughs> Though I am get curious to see her with eyebrows. But it's, I, I it can't picture it. Doesn't need them. Yeah. It, it like doesn't make sense because you're so used to seeing her without eyebrows. This is true. Wait. Has that been your scariest moment? <laughs> uh, noticing Whoopi doesn't have eyebrows? Yeah. No. That doesn't quite have to do anything with travel, but what has been your scariest travel moment? Probably when I got lost in the middle of the night in Italy. I thought I could walk back up to the Airbnb I was staying at, but I neither realized how far it was nor did I have enough battery on my phone to use the maps so I ended up just having I like I just walked into a pizzeria and was like I don't know how to get back can you call me a cab and uh the 
chef's mother and father ended up driving me back up to the the um airbnb but before i ever wandered in there like i was literally walking for about two hours in the dark without a light on unlit streets and i could hear things scampering around me that were what sounded to be significantly larger than a rat yeah it was the italian street cats could be but i don't know know those are a thing i'm just choosing to tell myself they were cats Yeah, I tried telling myself that. Like, I literally was just wandering in the dark towards the nearest light I could find, and it happened to be a restaurant. (laughs) Yay! Yay, that was fun. You survived, you learned, sort of. You did it again in China, but... (laughs) But that wasn't in the dark, so that makes it better. Oh, okay. (laughs) That was broad daylight, uh, and I was sunburned. Let's talk about toilets. Okay. Squat toilets or Western? Japanese toilets. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. The ones with all the buttons. The more buttons I... Basically, a toilet with that many buttons effectively also becomes a video game. It's like, what happens when I push this button? Oh, nope, that that was the wrong choice. (laughs) I don't have anything against squat toilets, though. Squat toilets are a little complicated and require more balance than I have on most days. I didn't find them particularly challenging. There's an art to them. I wouldn't have any problem using one again. Call me again in 50 years and maybe I will. Well, it's fine if they have, it's fine when they have like the, the bar (laughs) for support, but I, um, I want the one with all the buttons. Yeah, the butt jet's real fun. <laughs> Along with the heater dryer thing. It's like, oh, 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 that's toasty. Oh, that was toastier than I thought it would be. And at least in those cases, yeah. when you sit down and the seat is warm, you can have comfort in the fact that the seat is supposed to be warm. Right. <laughs> not mystery warm. That's the one good thing about squat toilets is you're not coming in any physical contact with it. So if it's gross, whatever. Yes. You're not touching it. Yep. But give me that support bar just in case. <laughs> I saw a great photo it. once of someone's tip for how to use a squat toilet if you're not used to it. And it involved uh, flinging, like hanging a scarf over the door and having a friend stand outside to hold on to the other end of the scarf so you can counterbalance each other. That's a lot of trust. <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. I am not that friend for the counterbalance. <laughs> No, I know. Are you done yet? Uh, What's that? I can't hear you. I'm going to let go now. Kerplunk. No. Uh, What's been your most embarrassing moment? Uh, I know. When we were in London, our very first night, was this 2014 or 15? Yeah. We went and got fish and chips, and... I handed the waitress my card to pay. Uh, she came back, and because like this was sort of like a fairly new travel experience for me, because generally I didn't go into like sit down restaurants to get food on previous trips. I would just get stuff at grocery stores, and I asked her like, um, "Oh, is it customary here to tip?" And she got kind of annoyed with us. 
and was like, yeah. we don't do that here. I was like, oh, okay. I just, I didn't mean, I, uh, er, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, zero offense it's... was intended, and I'm sure also on her part. That, but I was like, you, you could just say no thanks. <laughs> that would have been okay. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. You don't have to. We don't do it. Yeah. I yeah, felt so embarrassed. Same. I'm like, I'm not trying to say anything. Like, I, if tipping is normal here, and since you provided perfectly good, if not excellent service, I would like to tip you. But uh, that was a no-no. If I'm going to shame you and five generations back, then I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. How many foreign words have you learned so far? I mean, I speak a foreign language, so lots <laughs> way more than me well i mean i have to by necessity that's not really a a fair comparison yeah you made that choice yeah, yeah for sure solid or I terrible just, life choice who knows i just thought it was a funny question <laughs> let me count uh, eins zwei drei <laughs> we're gonna be here a while you can't just count that's cheating well, I have to start with the numbers because I know all of those words. I think I can get to 12. Um, well, the question, the original question is how many different currencies are you carrying? But that doesn't make sense for either one of us right now, I feel. I mean, so zero at the moment. I the, don't have any cash. <laughs> same. What's the most different currencies you've had to carry at one time? had to carry or ended two. up carrying ended up carrying i think four no five because i would have had while we were in asia i would have had some usd in my pocket i would have had euros chinese south korean and japanese so five whereas on our four. trip through the nordics oh. i never took out any cash zero that was crazy and awesome at the same time mm-hmm yeah i think f i've had five only because i planned ahead and had some canadian money left over that i brought with me because mm -hmm. i'd be spending time in the vancouver airport but that was the same asia adventure uh what have you brought that you haven't used what was like the biggest like why did i bring this uh on our last trip i brought a towel that i literally never once used and a swimsuit <laughs> dirty heathen uh i believe it was you who up front was like we should go to a bathhouse or some like natural saunas or whatever and so i brought a swimsuit and a towel and then you go why did you bring a towel because you told me to. And it turned out you meant a hair towel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but the problem was, is I really like that towel. So I didn't want to just like donate it somewhere along the way. You're like, now look at my shawl I wear everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to have a microfiber towel to dry my hair quickly and not get potentially hair dye on everything else. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then I frizz less. Because the vacation hair isn't always the prettiest, so whatever I can do to help it. Yep. 
What was the most surprise useful thing you ever brought with you? A carabiner. So I keep my keys on a carabiner. And on one of my trips, I think it was one of my work trips, probably the one to Norway, the strap on my purse, uh, my purse had like those big rings that the strap is attached to, like purse, body with a ring on either side and the strap attached to the two. Well, one of the rings snapped and I ended up using the carabiner for the rest of the trip to keep my purse together so that, you know, I could actually hang it around myself. (laughs) Instead of lugging it around, swinging it at people. Which is fun, but a little inconvenient after a while. What's the best piece of advice, like travel advice, you've ever received? Um, remember you can always go back. So. I like it. Like, it's really easy to get hyper detailed in building itineraries and trying to cram in every single possible thing. But that's not necessarily always possible. Like, life gets in the way. Things happen. You can't always cram it all in. And one, don't do that because you'll want some flexibility built into your schedule. And two, it's just not always feasible. Like, you're going to get stressed out trying to check all of your boxes when you can just go back. There's nothing stopping you from going back. Well, I mean... Maybe you have circumstances that prevent you from going back. But for most people, just because you've left doesn't mean you can never return. Yes. Yes, that's very true. I like that. That's probably actually, like, the best. What's the worst piece of travel advice you've ever received? Uh, Can it be the guy in China who told us we had to get off the bus? Get off here. This is the best place to get off. Four yeah, miles from the, the wall. worst travel advice. <laughs> and granted, he wasn't really trying to give us advice, but it was terrible nonetheless. I mean, like, yes and no. He was trying to give us advice so he could take advantage of, you know, minibus. Yeah, yeah there was probably the worst advice. If you don't know that story, go back to one of our early episodes. I think it's called Hamburger No Money. Uh, where we tell the story of our problems in China. Our misadventures, let's put it that way. It was misadventures. It was misinformed misadventures. We were well informed. We actually knew exactly what we were doing, but this guy who was in a position of authority corrected us. Corrected in quotes. And kind of screwed us over. Huzzah! And finally, for today's quarantini, not my favorite one, but would you rather be rich and ugly or poor and pretty? Mm, Insofar as being rich enables one to travel with more ease, uh, I mean, yeah, rich and ugly. (laughs) Besides, then if anybody were interested in me, I would know by default they're gold digging. (laughs) (laughs) what if you have the best personality i mean i'd still rather be rich and ugly because rich people travel through the world with such ease doors just open for them yeah they got that money yeah i'd rather be rich and ugly so i can travel and then like people won't try and approach me too much yeah, I mean, if you're real hideous, 
that think of the personal security that would lend you that's what i'm talking about versus poor and pretty and they're gonna rob every five dollar that you have exactly when you finally you know do something not my favorite question did you want to add on another but it's interesting looks aren't everything travel is yeah sorry i just used my moose voice on you yes you are correct he was looking over at me (laughs) on that note i think that'll wrap us up for this week you terrible human being you sarah why am i a terrible human Um, being but yeah joy you're using your dog voice on me well he just yawned and like normally when he yawns i'd go oh yeah that's a good story but then you started talking and i replied to you in the moose voice (laughs) tell me more good story buddy join us next week for more travel nonsense i think we're going to read one star reviews I'm pretty excited. I've got some doozies. Yeah. Uh, We'll have one-star reviews so we all can have a good laugh. And uh, we might finish this list from um, thecareerbreaksite.com. Feel free to ask any travel friends, new friends, old friends, any of these questions, too. You might learn a thing or two. And at some point, you're going to have to answer these, too. um, I'm kind of answering them. Kind of. The very last question on this list is probably my absolute favorite, so you'll have to wait and see. Are you going to give us a teaser? No. It's great. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> it's just great. No, that is great. This this is the question that could make or break us, I think. Oh, well, now I have to know. Yeah. But uh, join us next week for more travel-y things. And remember... It's an adventure. So uh, Google a list of questions from some random website and ask your friends. That's the best I could come up with. We're just going to have to go with that. (laughs) It's literally what I did. I like it. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!